0: Welcome to Ulcerative Colitis Autoimmune Healing Journey. I am your journey guide, Jay India, and I am so happy that you are here because this is a supportive, positive environment where we can heal together. Please note, I am not a doctor or health professional in any way. If you would like to attempt something mentioned in this episode, please consult your doctor or mental health professional first. Today, we are discussing my mold detox nightmare (laughs) and the Herxheimer. See, it's it's pronounced Herxheimer, but I've heard it as Herximer. So I'm going to go with Herximer. Herximer reaction symptoms. You guys, we are in a holding pattern in regard to ratings and reviews. I would love more ratings and reviews wherever you listen, five stars only. I am so close to getting that little black legitimacy star on Apple Podcasts. I'm literally one or two reviews away or ratings. All you have to do is scroll down, click on five stars if you want, add a review. I'm telling you it takes less than a minute of your time, and it is massive support for me and this podcast. And on Spotify, I've been on a holding pattern on Spotify for quite some time. So it's so easy on Spotify. All you do is just... Click on five stars and you're good. Thank you so much for the comments on Spotify. I appreciate that as well. You guys are awesome. I just want to quickly mention sometimes I get emails or DMs with people asking me for medical advice. Now, remember, I'm American this is a very litigious society. That's always in the back of my mind. Even if you email me from Timbuktu, I still can't give you an answer, number one, because I am not a medical professional, as I just said in the disclaimer. I'm not a health professional. I don't know your history. I don't know your genetics. I don't know your daily routine. I don't know any of it. So for me to dole out medical advice and for anyone else to do that is not a good idea. But when you email me, I will try to help you and give you suggestions as best I can, but know that it's coming from my own experience and what works for me. Now, I am thinking about creating a service for this podcast where you would get to connect with me, which I'm really excited about, but it hasn't come to fruition 100%. But I'm, I'm getting there, but I really would like to connect with you guys one-on-one and create that service. And in the new year, hopefully I'll have something to tell you about, which would be a lot of fun. And then also, I know this week was supposed to be an interview, but it just didn't work out. Uh, the person is lovely, but we both agreed that it just it wasn't gonna work out. And uh, that's fine. I think sometimes letting things go is an art. And just saying, okay, not going to work. It's a shame because this person would have been amazing information for this podcast, but that's okay. We'll get someone else. All right. So let's start talking about my mold detox nightmare. Okay. So let me take you back. Let me take you back to, when was this? October 9th, something around there. My period begins. I'm a woman. I have a period. There you go. So my period begins and usually I'm not a big PMS person. I mean a little bit, but I'm not a big getting horrible symptoms period person. I don't get cramps or anything like that. Now, I told you guys I get the the sleeplessness, but I have been able to mend that because I'm using the all-natural progesterone. But so I'm feeling kind of weird at the beginning of this period. I have this really strange headache that is... Forming in the back of my head and kind of going around to the sides. I can't sleep, like I said, but then I took the progesterone tincture and that helped big time. So I didn't get the best sleep, but I was sleeping. So that makes me happy. I was out of it. I'm never out of it like that during my period. I'm a little tired the first day or first two days, I can be a little tired, but not out of it. My body felt completely out of whack. To be extra graphic <laughs> on this podcast, I usually have a bright red period. So it's very healthy looking. The blood is very healthy looking. Sorry, guys, if, if you're queasy about blood, I should have given a disclaimer there. But that's how I can tell that I'm healthy. When I was sick, I was having abnormally colored period and this happened as well. My period was very dark red blood and I knew something was off. I was also getting symptoms of glare sensitivity, which I've never really talked about. I think maybe a teeny tiny bit, but with SIRS, chronic inflammatory response syndrome, which I have, You can get a lot of glare sensitivity, but it's a double-edged sword for me because ever since I had the eye surgery, I'm not getting that much glare anymore, I'm actually getting pretty much no glare. And then all of a sudden, the glare sensitivity comes back. So I'm sitting there going, this is strange, adrenal fatigue. And then what really made me listen was I started to get teeny, teeny, tiny colon spasms. And guys, I'm going to go back to this later, but this is so vital to you see what I'm going to say later. So just remember that all of a sudden, tiny colon spasms returned. I'm thinking, hey, it's just a really bad period. Bad luck. Who knows? Whatever. My husband, who's a pilot, flew with another pilot who had a bad cold that only lasted a few days. It wasn't COVID, he tested, and I kept telling him, Craig, you transferred it to me, but Craig didn't get sick. So he was saying to me, well, I didn't get sick, so how does that work? And I said, I don't know, you could have just transferred it to me, <laughs> he said, okay. Then it started to turn into sinus issues, horrendous migraine, and you guys, when I get a bad migraine, It's always over my right eye, it's always the right sinus. This migraine was so bad that I remember about 10 years ago, I had such a bad migraine that I was two seconds away from going to the emergency room. And I'm not into doctors, I'm not into emergency rooms, but I was two seconds away, I did not end up going. I think I fell asleep that night and luckily it was a little better by the next morning. But that's how bad this migraine was to the point where I told Craig, I seriously might have to go to urgent care or the emergency room because this is so horrendously painful. And for me to have to go into a dark room, that's a little strange for me because even when I have a headache, it's not to that level, but it was to that level I had to use a leave, which is a NYSID, which is not good for those of us with IBD, but there was nothing I could do at that point. And my issue when I use a leave is on the first day works great. Second day, it's okay. By the third day it doesn't even work. It's like I took a placebo. I have a physician who's wonderful, but she's very let's dot our. I's and cross our T. She's not the physician that apparently everyone else has, where they're like, oh, I need Xanax, and I need this, and I need that. And they're like, okay, let me write out a script. My physician's not like that at all, which is a good thing. I think that's a great thing. But then sometimes it's not a great thing. Now, this is someone I only see once a year, but I really like her. And I remember last year at my physical, I asked her if she could give me a prescription for, I think it's called something like Amatrex, and I'd heard about it many times for a migraine if it's absolutely an emergency and it's that bad. And she said to me, I can't do that unless you get a brain scan. Now, you guys know that I got the NeuroQuant brain scan and I have those results. So I'm thinking of just in case in an emergency situation, I'm thinking of booking an appointment with my physician and giving her the brain scan results and saying, hey, can we still get this? Because it gets to a point where I can't even get out of bed and it could last three days. So uh, unfortunately, last thing I want to do is a pharmaceutical. But unfortunately, in that once a year scenario, what are you going to do? I have no choice, and that's why we live in 2023 and not in Outlander times. So, you know, what are you going to do? Right. Then things got worse. So, that Friday, it was either that Thursday night, I think it was Thursday night, I got a fever. I was at 100.3, I had chills, sweats, and then I had the lovely experience of puking my brains out over a toilet. For a little while, and I had achy legs. So finally, I realized okay, Craig's not getting sick. So he's been exposed. Let's say he's been double exposed to me and then to this pilot. He's not getting sick. It's mostly in my sinuses. It's lasting a while. I don't think this is a bad cold. I don't think this is the flu. Then I finally realize that I've had a ton of energy work done in this past month. The master Reiki attunement, plus all the Reiki energy work that was done on me that weekend, because all we did was practice on each other, acupuncture, chiropractic work, energy healing that I'm doing on myself. Then I've had a ton of detoxing body work. I've been doing sauna, more cardio to sweat, a therapeutic massage, which I never have therapeutic massages. I usually just have the normal Swedish or deep tissue, but I had a therapeutic one where they're really hitting the pressure points. So hello, I'm having a Herx reaction or a massive detox reaction and not a good one. I warn you guys all the time, right? I'm on this podcast all the time. How many episodes do you hear me go, don't over-detox, don't over-detox, don't, I'm not going to tell you the name of the binders, don't over-detox, and I did it. So what threw me off was I didn't realize that I had all this energy work, and then I'm sweating a lot more. So all of this together caused this Herx reaction, and that means the toxins leave your body so fast and in such a large quantity that it's an over detox and it's really dangerous. I mean, if I did it even a bit more, I think I would have been in the emergency room. So, you know, I've got to practice what I preach, right? So here you go, guys. I'm the example of, I kept warning you and I released way too fast, way too much. I had talked about detox on the last episode a little bit, and I asked for suggestions, and one of our amazing listeners reached out, one of us. Human performance coach Anthony Padilla wrote to me and said, hey, did you drink enough water? And I said to myself, I think I am. And then he said to me, to assist with detox, be sure to drink enough water. My rule of thumb is half your body weight in ounces of water every day. If I weigh a hundred pounds, that means 50 ounces of water. And on sauna days, help your body replenish the minerals you will sweat out. He recommends an electrolyte hydration product called Relight. You know, he says this, of course I know all this, but then I didn't do it. I didn't even, it didn't even occur to me guys to drink much more water. I mean, I was definitely drinking water but I wasn't drinking a lot more. And there were days I actually wasn't drinking a lot. I use something for electrolytes called 40,000 volts. My husband uses light show. So whatever you prefer. And I've actually have 40,000 volts on my kitchen counter that I try to use. And then my husband in the cabinet has light show. But again, all of the energy work. Thank you, Anthony. I would love to get you on the podcast. I guess I'll ask you on air. Why not uh, to see if we can talk about you know goals for the new year, right? When we get to that place, because I want to increase my cardio. How do you do it with UC? You may be an interesting person to ask. That would be a fun interview. So we can all follow Anthony. I already do, but you can follow him at Anthony for the number four fit on Instagram. Let's support each other. I'm going to put that in the show notes so you can just click to his account. So here's why I'm talking about this Herx reaction and why it's such a vital connection between UC and mold toxicity. I'm clearing out the mold. You guys know this. I was exposed to mold from age, could be five months, up to age 22. And I lived in my parents' house until I was 18 and then came back for the summers, came back for three summers. I was constantly exposed to it And then because I have the SERS gene, it was basically messing everything up. And now that I look back at everything, I think my mom had it too, even though we're not genetically related, I think she had it too. And I think my dad definitely has it. So here's the connection. I'm clearing out the mold and the UC symptoms return. I don't think that's a coincidence. So I want all of you to be empowered to figure out, is the UC that you have coming from just plain UC? In other words, from trauma held in the body, genetics, diet, lack of physical exercise, which I had all of that too. Or did it originate from mold first? That's what you have to figure out. And I truly believe the UCI have could stem from the mold toxicity first, and then everything else factors in, or at least be extremely exacerbated by it. I'll only know when the mold is out of my body, which hopefully will happen next year. And then I'll be the litmus test. If I'm getting tested and that mold is out of my body and I'm still getting UC, then I know we're dealing with two different things. It's just food for thought for you. Where is the UC originating? Is the mold making it worse? Or do you see the signs of that? Someone had written me about Chinese herbs and said to me, okay, I'm looking at possibly doing Chinese herbs for UC. I wrote back to her and I said, if they're moldy and the UC you have stems from mold toxicity, that shit's going to fuck you up. It's going to be bad. Do you guys remember a few months ago, probably now more than a few months, maybe six months ago when I took the Chinese UC herbs, I tried them and it was a disaster because a lot of those herbs are made from moldy plants and I didn't realize it. So we have to be careful with all this. We have to kind of be detectives and figure out where the UC is coming from. Is mold a part of it? Is Lyme disease a part of it? Is biotoxin illness a part of it? What's a part of it? Because we wanna make sure we're putting all the right things in our bodies. And I will get emails and DMs from people who say to me, I've tried everything in the sense of food. It may just be that the food you're eating is high in mold, for example, and your body can't handle it. So it's listed in the UC food list or low FODMAP as being extremely healthy and good for UC. But if you have the mold combined and it's a high moldy food, then you could be fucking yourself. And not in a good way. There's a good fucking yourself and then there's a bad fucking yourself. So for example, everyone knows about cheese and mushrooms. They're moldy, right? But have you ever thought about raspberries? Raspberries are known as a high moldy food. Wine is known as a high moldy drink. So it's just, you have to really piece together everything and do the detective work. Have you thought about rice? Rice is super high in mold most of the time because of the way it's packaged and stored. Have you thought about coffee? Coffee in the U.S. has a lot of chemicals in it, unfortunately, the way it's roasted and processed, and it also has a lot of mold. So one thing I am searching for is a really good no-mold very clean, no chemical decaf coffee. And I've started to search for it and then I went on to something else. Something else caught my, you know, probably handbag or something (laughs) ended the search. But we really have to be mindful about all of this. Okay, well I'm eating really, really well, but are you? You may be eating well for that UC person next to you who doesn't have mold toxicity, but not for you. So just, you know, make sure you're piecing this all together. If you have gained any knowledge, insight, or comfort from these episodes, please support this podcast, buy my UC ebook, my meditations, and donate. All the links are in the show notes. In my household, come on guys, you, you know what I'm going to say, so you, you got to say it with me. I've got, We've got to have a song. Maybe one day I'll sing this. Wouldn't that be funny? I'm not a singer. You, sh- you don't want to hear me sing, but maybe one day, maybe for your Christmas present. You guys don't deserve that. You don't deserve me singing. I'm just kidding. Okay, in my household, when we have a perfect shit, you know when it slides out of your body, it's a perfect color and solidly formed, and you're so proud of yourself. You turn around the toilet and you go, wow. We call that a green heart. I wish everyone a green heart day.